looking through those tears it's blurry but tears are essentially sort of a clear liquid <laughs> so it's sort of a minor inconvenience if anything okay Martin have you ever seen a girl for whom your soul you'd give for whom you'd fight for die for pray to God to live um careful what you say here Martin <laughs> 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 Probably, but you know, I can't remember all of that coming to mind when I saw Can you repeat it? Have you ever seen a girl for whom your soul you'd give, for whom you'd fight for, die for, pray to God to live? Does that mean she's dead and you've got a, or she's imminently about to die? Well, pray to God to, to live. To God. Does that mean I need to like pray for me to live? So yeah, it's that made it sound like that, didn't it? Maybe you've fallen in love with someone who's dead, you've seen a photo of them or something, and now you're praying, you know, or you were in the hospital and fell in love with someone in intensive care. Ooh. You had to pray for God to be like, just just give me, like, a week or a month Well, or I've certainly never done that. Okay. Uh-huh. So I'm going to say no. Well, have, you ever fallen, have you ever fallen in love with someone you shouldn't have fallen in love with? Um, no. Yeah. Well, I feel like I should stop asking. Is that song? Stop asking you searching questions. Think about, about that song now. That's sort of, you know, is that like you know in the current climate? Back then it was okay, but is that, is that what that song's about? About what? Never fallen into love with someone you shouldn't have fallen in love with. About what? Because they're too young. Oh, no, it's just about you know if you you fall in love with someone and they're not very good for you. Yeah, you know, like yeah. if they're fourteen. Because it's going to get you in trouble. I yeah. don't think it was about that. Or they're like someone who reads the news on TV, so they're like unattainable. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, hello, yeah. folks. Yeah. Welcome to Now We're Talking, the podcast where us lovely three gents cover in chronological order the entire UK series of Now That's What I Call Music. Oh, well. Taking in a bit of history and a bit of culture along the way. Oh, well, one to a hundred. <laughs> Once we get to now a hundred, I'm sure there will probably be on like now, you know, two hundred or something, and we'll have to start again. We'll be on many, many uh, sort of psychotropic drugs. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking today about now. That's what I call music, Volume Nine. Yeah, Volume Nine. So how so, far in are we? How- What's the year? It's released on March the 23rd, 1987. Oh. So this is our first of the 1987. Yeah. 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 Yes, this bad boy was number one for five weeks. Yeah, five weeks, not bad. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know really. I don't know what the charts were like back then. It might be like, you know. That's still, still pretty good for yeah. an album, I think. Okay. Yeah, straight to number one. Preceded by The Joshua Tree. So it knocked The Joshua Tree by U2 off the top. And it was knocked off the top by Keep Your Distance by Curiosity Killed the Cat, which we haven't really heard from at no. all, have we? I've not heard of them ever in my life. Oh. Uh, like a Curiosity Killed the Cat. Just 80s 
bit like Duran Duran sort of jobby in it. They're one of those bands that were in smash hits, but you don't really hear about now, like uh, Johnny Hates Jazz or uh, Splodginess of Bounds, one of those, or Zeke Zeke Sputnik. Ah, Zeke Zeke Sputnik. <laughs> yeah. Are they the ones that did Love Missile F111? Probably. I really liked that. That was good. That was on the VHS, though. Well, let's just uh, talk about the cover a bit. Again, we've got bingo balls. We've got what I call music written in a, a lightning bolt. Yeah. But then they've sort of dropped the fabric fit theme and they've got a re- like a block colour, which is a sort of beige colour, and yeah. then they've put little fake corners on it to make it look like a book. Yeah. But get, why? Why? It's it looks grubby yeah, as well. It doesn't look right. They're getting grubby. worse and worse. It looks like this a is, terrible photo album. This is the worst one. The yeah. worst cover. Yeah, I mean, if it had a pig on it, that'd be wearing sunglasses. That would liven it up a bit. But yeah, it's like Sophistipop. They've yeah. tried to make it all sophisticated, but it's just come out really bland. Although that is going to be a piece of piss for me to crop on um, Paint 3D, so I might be able to make some cool nice. thumbnails and shit out of that one. There's <laughs> nothing <laughs> going on, is there? No, no. No, it makes me nostalgic for the days when they try and write the name of every single band. I mean, they have written at the bottom in a plain text, but the one with the fucking stripes on it, the stripy shirt pig, that was yeah. a great one. Yeah, we left off on uh, the 24th of November, 86. So, yeah, just a short sort of four-month jobby here. From December the 14th to the 23rd, the Rutan Voyager was a experimental aircraft that flew around the world as the first ever aircraft to fly all the way around the world. It's designed by Burt Rutan, and it was piloted by his older brother Dick Rutan and Gianna Jaeger, who was no relation to Frank Jaeger, quite annoyingly. Any of them than the Jaeger bomb? Uh, I think, yeah. Do I say Frank Jaeger? Because that's not right. I think Frank Jaeger's a, a character in Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> I meant Chuck Jaeger. But she's not related to Frank Jaeger or Chuck Jaeger. Or Jaeger bomb. Which is annoying because she's a pilot and she's doing like a world first, which is exactly what Chuck Jaeger did. How dare she have the same surname? And she can drop bombs. Yeah, she dropped, she can drop bombs, but she keeps on forgetting what she wrote down. The whole crowd goes aloud. He opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking now. Everybody's just fucking mad under the rest. Well, that was pretty impressive. Yeah, I wanted to get to vomit. I wanted to get, but I think vomit has already happened. Oh, yeah. I did. I wanted to spit that vomit That's line. Mom's giddy. Yeah. Yeah, so this is uh, simultaneously, this flight is, you know, the first round-the-world flight for an aeroplane, but also obviously the longest flight for an aeroplane in distance. Probably time as well. It took nine days, three minutes and 44 seconds, and it beat a previous record set by the B-52 bomber. That was the most rangy plane before this. It basically looked like a glider. I think it was a sort of a glider with a tiny engine to not use up too much fuel and that. December the 19th, a little Shop of Horrors US cinema release, man. Oh, yes. Yeah, a bit of yeah. Shop of Horrors. Yeah, it's so fucking good. Into January, 87 now. Leon Febres Cordero, president of Ecuador, was kidnapped by followers of the imprisoned general Frank Vargas. Oh, and uh, they got what they wanted. They got him released in return for the president. There we go. Yeah. Job done. Yeah, it works, kids, if you're listening. 
January the 20th, Terry Waite was kidnapped in Beirut. Oh. And released right. for a long ass time. I wonder what. We have to see which now is out when he gets released. Yeah. Remember yeah. Weight Watch. <laughs> weight Watchers, we'll call it. <laughs> weight Watch. Oh, my God. <laughs> so next time, what we do. Well, we're on we're on now 17. Terry Waite's still in prison. Yeah. yeah. And on top of the pot. <laughs> how, how long has Terry Waite been in prison for? Uh, we Watchers. Poor Terry Waite. He can't it's catch right. a fucking break, can it's he? It's alright. He's out now. It's fine. Yeah, he's out yeah. now. He's he forgot all about he, it. He can laugh about it yeah. now. Yeah. Like, you, know, you know how it is. Something mortifying happens in your past and after a while you can laugh about it uh, on January the 22nd we've already mentioned this before I think Pennsylvanian treasurer Bud Dwyer shot himself live on TV oh um, yeah yeah found guilty yeah, of that. Is that the, yeah I think I might have seen like, the famous clip where you see the yeah. shoot himself on TV yeah. 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 he'd just been found guilty of bribery fraud conspiracy and racketeering which is hitting tennis balls too hard over the fence. And possession of an illegal weapon, a concealed weapon to that. <laughs> uh, February the 11th, British Airways was privatised. Oh. Uh, all right, hatches, matches, dispatches. December the 8th, 86, Amir Khan, boxer. Yeah, and I remember seeing him on that, I can't remember what it's called, the bad ITV show where... Like sports people had to take on everyday people oh, and yeah. stupid challenges. Yeah, he was in I'm a Celeb as well. Was he? Yeah. Oh dear. He became really good mates with like. Oh god, I can't remember. Is he a good boxer anymore? Does he still. Uh, no. Because I remember for a little bit he was like, you know, he was the thing. He so was the. He was like the new Prince Nassim. Yeah, yeah, he but, was. Yeah, I don't know. Prince really Nassim. Hit. Fuck. Well, yeah, he probably kept his heights. dignity and didn't go on reality TV shows. But uh, I, he seems like proper like reality TV fodder, though, Princess Eve. You can imagine him popping up on one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he never hit the heights he should have done, Amir Khan. But then again, he did Prince Nazim. That's because they got, like, too famous. Yeah. The fame went to their heads. December the 26th, lovely full lips, Kit Harrington. Oh, yeah. Snow. Yeah, Jon Snow. And on December the 30th, lovely full lips, Ellie Golding, the singer. Who's really high voice. What What does she sing? Uh, I wish oh, I could fly um, around to the sky, but I can't. She does sound a little bit like that. Um, no, that sounds like... Oh, she does that... That one, I think. I don't know what that is, but it sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> when you do it, it sounds really nice. <laughs> January the 9th, Paolo Nutini. Yeah. Yeah, I despise him for, like... Who's Paolo? His music, I know really. the name. He's someone He's who... A dance DJ. I got recommend... Someone at work in... You know, out of the kindness of their heart, recommended... They were like, oh, you play guitar, you should listen to Paolo Nantini and yeah. listen to it, and it was just really bland. It was that little boom. There was, like, a little boom of singer-songwriters. Oh, there was, no. like, Damien Rice and this guy and, like, all of oh, these sort of... David, a man and his guitar. His name? What was David the, Gray? The naughty guy, David Gray. Yeah. yeah. He, he sort of fought out of the way. Yeah. But I guess yeah. he was the first one of them. You had, like, James Morrison and... Daniel Palter Jack Johnson yeah 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 yeah. they all at that sort of time and there was that guy that did the one for the Sony Bravia advert oh I can't remember what he was called Damien Rice no was that one of his no Natini sounds like oh mine Grek I don't know 
no. I like that. That, that was, that was a Le- I think that was a Lexus advert, actually, that he was yeah. on. I remember the one with like all the coloured balls bouncing down the oh, yeah. street and it. Oh, that's yeah. Jose Gonzalez. Yes, that's the guy. Oh, that's it. You know, Natini sounds like a nice little snack you might pick up <laughs> from the news agent. Oh, I fancy a bit. I fancy a Natini. A little Natini. Oh, I just remember <laughs> which, he was the one that did. Hey, I put my new shoes on. Everything's right. Wow. I put my new shoes on. Oh, that was our potted history of the singer-songwriters of the mid noughties Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all, all pretty much forgotten. <laughs> January 11th, Jamie Vardy, footballer and footballer. star of Atletico Mints podcast. Well, yeah. I know him from Atletico Mints. Yeah. <laughs> I, I assumed he was a football player because of that. 15, number 15, number 15? Yeah, straight in at number straight 15. In at 15? Straight in at the 15th of January. <laughs> <laughs> it was Kelly Kelly. Kelly Kelly. Yeah. Oh, lovely Kelly Kelly. Yeah, otherwise known as Barbie Blank. January the 24th, Louis Suarez, a footballer that likes biting people. Yeah, does he bite people, does he? Yeah, that's what he's famous for. Like a love bite? No. Uh, I hate bite. I thought it's like when he scores a goal, he might be like, Ooh, give you a hickey. <laughs> <laughs> February the 1st, Ronda Rousey. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, she came kicking and punching out of the, out of the womb and uh, got herself knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> March the 1st, singer and outspoken social justice warrior Kesha. Yeah. No, I think you pronounced that wrong. It's no, it's Kesha. K-dollar-sha. K-dollar-sha. <laughs> yeah, K-dollar-sha. K-dollar-sha. 19th of March, AJ Lee. AJ Lee. The lovely Miss go. April. Oh, the lovely AJ Lee. Yeah. Matches. January the 3rd, we've got Vanessa Williams, who I talked about being the only Miss America ever to be stripped of her crown. Okay, yeah. Because she was stripped of her clothes in Hustler. Um, and she married Ramon T. Hervey. I don't know who he wow. was. <laughs> You're going for the real heavyweight celebrity thing. <laughs> well, only one of them can be, like, you know, it can't be... Well, you're lucky if it's two celebrities getting married, really, isn't it? Not today. You are. Quite a lot of celebrity couples. I don't know how famous some of these people are. <laughs> <laughs> On March the 1st, we've got Sybil Shepherd, you know, quite famous. I know the name. She was she had, she had her own sitcom in the 90s. A nice work if you can get in, if you get in. Won't you tell me how? That sounds like a good sitcom. <laughs> that sounds great. Well, let's check this Sybil out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she married like he might be famous Dr. Bruce Oppenheim he sounds like he could be he's got a good name <laughs> we also lost dispatches we also lost in November 29th we lost Cary Grant the uh, famous okay. actor yeah. not the vocal coach from The Voice or whatever he is no, no. from Fame Academy Cary okay, Grant off by Northwest and such yeah. things yeah. you know I know that guy he's Gerard. he's famous yeah uh, December the 29th uh, former Prime Minister Harold Macmillan yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. February the fourth, Liberace. Liberace. Yeah. On the twenty second, we had Andy Warhol. Oh, Andy Warhol. Yeah. Oh, find me. Yeah, and that's uh, that's your uh, historical context. And uh, oh, apparently, I promised last episode that we'd do the top ten UK albums of nineteen. It must be nineteen eighty six. Okay. So top ten UK albums of nineteen eighty six. Number 10, Revenge by the Eurythmics. Yeah. Yeah. Number 9, Silk and Steel by Five Star, which was, the, well, that was the one that was had loose ends on it. Yeah. The backing band. Number 8, A Kind of Magic by Queen. Yeah. Oh, Pretty wow. low, really. Like, 
Number seven. Hunting high and low. Oh, there's nowhere to live. Uh-huh. We've had that. It's been on one. Has yeah, it? We've I reviewed think. that. I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we have reviewed it. Ah. Number six. Now seven. Yay. Number five. Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Is that the first album then? Yeah, it must oh, be. That's good. I've listened to that. It has like Jermaine Jackson and one of the other Jacksons on it a bit. Uh, number four, big album, Graceland by Paul Simon. Oh, oh yeah. 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 That's a big eat. Number three, now eight. Well yeah. done. Well done. Well, it was fucking good. Yeah. Yeah, it's good now. Uh, number two, this was last year's number one that I talked a lot about, Brothers in Arms. Oh, fucking hell. Number two. Fuck the next year. Fucking hell. And number one best-selling album in 1986 was True Blue by Madonna. Yeah, yeah. She had two albums in the top 50 that year. So did Queen and a few others that I can't remember. Top 10 best-selling singles in 1986, boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, number 10, So Macho Slash Cruising by Sunita, which was, you know, uh, kept off the top by Lady in Red and then Boris Gardner. Oh. hilariously number nine Take My Breath Away we'll be hearing from that later Berlin yeah they just sold that well yeah fucking hell yeah number eight Papa Don't Preach oh yes Madonna number seven When the Going Gets Tough the Tough Gets oh, Going oh yes wow that's Billy a lot fucking number six The Lady in Red yeah it's not like Mr. Christopher not bad as people make out number five Chain Reaction by Diana Ross nice that's nice. good yeah it's good yeah it's got the Bee Gees on it as well they I think they wrote it. it. They might have I think that they sing like the baggy vocals as well, yeah. Uh, number four, Living Doll by Cliff Richard and the Young Ones. Yeah. Well, it was yeah. a charity single. That's, you know, they sell a lot. Yeah. Number three, I Want to Wake Up With You, Boris Gardner. Yeah. yeah. Third bestseller. <sighs> number two, Every Loser Wins by Nick Berry. <laughs> oh, oh it out. And number one, Dum. Leave me this way. Well, by the communards. Was that really the yeah. best selling single of 86? Why is that not like a classic that everyone knows and listens to? Um, it is a bit. So, the fight for Christmas number one was fierce this year. Looked like uh, the old boys, we're going to be hearing from them later. The House Martins, Caravan of Love. Oh. Looked like they were definitely going to get Christmas number one. Them cheeky boys. But then old giblets had to come along with their clay animation, didn't they? Really? Yeah. It turned out to be Rit Petit by Jackie Wilson, That's... which is our first song. Jackie Wilson, Reet Petit. Yeah. Track number one. Brackets, the sweetest girl in town. Mm. This time it was released, but the original time it was released, it was it had the parenthesis, finest girl you ever want to meet, which is a bit clunky. Yeah, but why not just take it all away completely and don't have it at all? Well, according Quick to bit the of uh, official Now website, it is just called Reet Petit. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but I, if you look at the uh, yeah. cover of the single, you will see the parenthesis. But quick bit of Death Watch. He's dead, Jackie Wilson. Died 
January the 21st, 1984. So he'd been oh. dead for three years when yeah. this came wow, out. Wow, I didn't realise. Which is not bad for a dead person to get a, a single out. Yeah. When we discussed Bob Marley before, I said, I like the song, but I like the nows to have, you know, contemporary songs on there so you can hear it. But this is such a fun song. Yeah, I don't really care. It's out of place, but it is a really good song. I think that's probably why they put it in first, put this on, because in the middle of a bunch of 80s songs, it would be weird, but... It's just so uh, joyous and it's yeah, got some really nice horn parts on it. His vocal performance is really uh, oh, yeah. enthusiastic. Lots of R's being rolled, you know. This isn't what I... I didn't know what when I looked at it. I was like, what the fuck's this first song? Read Petit. Surely they always put hits on them. And then it came on. I was like, I know this song. And it's fucking great. Um, he well, does really, really good job. I'm really bad at rolling my R's. Mm, but I in this song, it. it's like phenomenal. <laughs> like, well... Oh. This originally charted in uh, 1957, so That's when right. it became a number one in, in the UK for four weeks, yeah. it was 29 years after its chart debut. Yeah, it, that, and that broke the record for longest time between release and hitting oh, number one, uh. Yeah, which would be broken not until the noughties, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you want to know who broke it? What's it? Because like, it, it might not be on... What? Is it Show Me The Way? Yeah, it's Show Me The Way. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Remember, yeah. so uh, do you know who co-wrote this song, Martin? No. No. I guess it's going to be like someone from years ago because it was released in 1957. Yeah, it was co-written by Barry Gordy, yeah. wow. the founder of Motown. What? And basically the money that he got from the success of this single is what he used to set up Motown. Oh, wow. So that's that's a huge event, that is. is. Yeah. It was this... written by him, uh, Gwen Gordy Fukua. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you, and, uh, <laughs> Fuck you and uh, Jackie Wilson's cousin Ra- Raquel Billy Davis wow Raquel what yeah. I remember seeing a video where it's I haven't watched the videos for most of these but wasn't there a claymation yeah. video for this song I guess yeah. that was in the 80s rather than in yeah. the 1950s really that's really good it's by it's by some people called Giblets Giblets yeah they're oh. British um, I'm a bit like unsure as to what's going on here because there's one reference I could find to it being a Levi's advert and every other reference I could find to it was that it was shown on BBC Two Arena programme as like, you know, look at what these guys have done and then it, everyone was like, well, we love this. Let's... Is that why the song was so successful? They like, got back in the charts? Yeah. Because people were like... Well, oh. yeah. Well, I don't know if it's because of this Arena thing or because it was a Levi's advert because I can't find anything... Well, like, I, I can only find one reference to it being a Levi's advert. I guess there's that. still like, yeah, not really many people or many channels to watch so if something's cool, on yeah. BBC2 there's going to be like millions of people seeing it yeah. so I guess you know it's going to get a lot of attention because yeah it looks like the single artwork is of the claymation so I guess they released it off the back of the claymation mm. getting loads of like you know yeah, I, mean, like I love a bit of claymation I mean oh, yeah. nowadays everything's CGI I remember going to see Wallace and Gromit Curse of the Were-Rabbit and it was just really nice to see some claymation instead of CGI they couldn't really lip sync it up very well no it's just all a bit slow but who cares it's just a bit of fun it's still funny and yeah this yeah you said it was number one for four weeks yeah it was preceded by Caravan of Love notoriously we've uh, just said and it was uh, it was knocked off the top by Jack Your Body by Steve Silk Hurley which we'll be hearing later as well yeah. Jack Your Body Jack, Jack Your Body although is that, is that on disc two is that on this disc it's not on this no, disc no it's on disc two uh, Wikipedia also said not to be confused with the author Jacqueline Wilson 
the author oh, of really? the trade keep like, who's doing that <laughs> Jacqueline Wilson getting them mi- mixed yeah, up yeah. well Jacqueline Wilson I don't think she's a really it. good author just, she's a really good yeah, soul yeah, singer yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. like a man she did, it. she did in between you know the diary of Tracy Beaker and uh, other book that she you know one of her other books about kids from disadvantaged backgrounds who come through yeah you know well, who's getting them fucking mixed well up? this was in her early career in 1957 <laughs> before she wrote those books well I only really knew Jackie Wilson from when Dexy's Midnight Runners wrote that, that song about him then they performed on top of the pops but instead of having a picture of Jackie Wilson behind them they had a picture of darts player Jockey Wilson projected uh, behind them because the producer had got well, it wrong well really <laughs> 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 a big fat darts player instead of Jackie Wilson <laughs> <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't know much Jackie Wilson there's two songs I'd recommend one is uh, You Give Me The Sweetest Feeling which is a lovely soulful song and you must know Higher and Higher oh yeah yeah, yeah that was the one I was like yeah. oh we did that one yeah this was a uh, number one in Ireland wow. started off as a weird accent Ireland loved it as well I guess yeah. again BBC Two yeah and in uh, New Zealand uh, BBC Two coverage is it's uh, pretty good number four wow yeah and uh, how, how is it in Australia, David? Uh, it's patchy at best, number 20. Yeah, we like ITV. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we like adverts, mate. <laughs> no Foster's US. Adverts. No Castle US. Main adverts. No, that's it. No, he didn't get another crack in the US. Anything. Yeah. It sounds it's like there's anything. It sounds it? like your mate down the pub you're describing. Oh, that was as mental as anything, mate. He, he took pickled onions, soaked them in uh, in petrol. He put them in his mouth, right? And then when he burped, he had a blowtorch, fucking flame the bar. Out. Yeah, it's mental as anything. Boys, are you? You laughed at me when I put these guys in my uh, kid report, but here they are on a bloody now. What do you think about that, eh? Australia's own mental as anything, mate. They sound more interesting than they are because most of them are visual artists. So Christopher Chris O'Doherty, also known by the pseudonym Reg Mombassin, he, uh, oh no, Reg Mombassa, in his own words, he's inspired by the wind, semi-professional birthday clowns, heavy machinery and the behaviour of domestic animals. Oh, that's a nice little list. <laughs> that's mental. How did mental this song go again? <laughs> with the sad eyes come back to my place and live it up yeah yeah it sounds like the first two lines of the chorus and then it should go into a should rise up a bit but it doesn't it just cops out you've probably heard it before I've heard this but I don't know what you've probably heard it in Crocodile Dundee yes there might be that yeah. Oh, they're getting. It's fucking all of the songs in the eighties that are bigger, like <laughs> just ones from films or TV shows, aren't they? The EastEnders. Yeah, there's ones that are on Arena. We're like, this like Go and Gets Tough yeah, yeah. was a top selling single. That's on a film. There's another one we had earlier that was a film. We're going to have yeah. more as well. Yeah, but it's also been placed in the collection of the Australian National Film and Sound Archive. Is it? Do you know how they described the song? They said wistful and yet danceable. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Wanceable or I just looked at the title and I'm thinking I'm going to give it up <laughs> live it up baby live it up <laughs> oh yeah Kent thought enough of it to put it number four on his 85 1985 Kent report of course he did yeah fucking is that why everything's like nothing ever gets high in the Kent because he just reserves it for all his Aussie bands 
Yeah. You know, this is a good one, but I, I, I always prefer their first single that came out in 1979. The nips are getting bigger. Is, was that her first single? Yes. Oh, you crude. It was called The Nips Are Getting Bigger. You're so crude, Ken. Yeah, well, that's what Australia's like. Hey, we ain't got all these airs and graces like you bloody poms. We're just like a big nip. Yeah, like the nips get bigger. <laughs> where else the whole chart? Dress. Did chart anywhere else? Um, well, yeah, I mean, it was a number two under Irma. Yeah, well, that's you know, great. Everything gets a number two on the album. <laughs> it was uh, it when it measured a number six on the Richter scale in New Zealand. Oh, yeah, uh, it was UK number three. Fucking pretty hell, pretty good. And on the old Michael Kent, David Kent, fucking <laughs> oh, Michael Kent. <laughs> oh, those were bad days. <laughs> in Australia, it was a number two, mate. Only number two. Was yeah. Rolf Harris at number one? Uh. No, nah, it was uh, the nips are getting bigger. <laughs> it's been one for four years. <laughs> yeah, because I've watched the video, haven't I? So I've like seen what they look like and stuff. Do they look mental as anything? Uh, yeah, the bass player, uh, no, the drummer looks like really Australian, but not in that sort of straggly hair, beard kind of Australian guy. In that sort of weird face big glasses sort of Australian guy he's a bit like Harold Bishop sort of character right okay but you know more Australian looking Bishop on the drums than Bishop I would say on the drums Bishop <laughs> yeah uh, bass player had some nice gappy teeth which we always like to see spots badge for that oh yeah and at the end he's dancing around dancing around with dirty old big old fucking dog oh god drinking swish and dancing around with dirty old fucking dog look at Julian coming back home (laughs) (laughs) the video was basically sort of lots of 80s neon and they were playing and there was a little 50s food booth next to them with a a nice lady in it and they wanted her to live it up um yeah I think they were sort of quite keen for her to live it up yeah. 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 Okay. Right, we won't be seeing any more of mental as anything. But unfortunately, we will be seeing more of Simply Red. Yeah. And here's some Simply Red now. Ugh. The right thing. Yeah. For me, Simply Red is the wrong thing. Particularly <laughs> Mick Hucknall, who I've at length discussed why I don't like before. Yeah. We, we discussed why Martin liked him as well. Did we? <laughs> yeah. We've just dis- we discussed his penis at length. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and whether we'd definitely like- kill him. Yes, yes, yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> I remember that chant now. <clears throat> now he brought the penis into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like yeah. a giant what's-it. What's-it. If you touch racist. it, your fingers get really powdery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, allegedly. You wash your hands. Allegedly. No, no, no. People are racist <laughs> towards redheads in a way oh, they yeah. never dared to be towards black Asians. <laughs> yeah. You're saying it's racist to say that Mick Hogwarts has a big cock because he's got red hair. No, it's... <laughs> It's racist to say his dick is like a what's it. Yeah. It's big, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a big what's it. Like, 
one of those ones, one packet in a hundred when you get yeah. really big crisps. Where it's like all of the water to yeah. one pack have congealed into Or where you like lick the end of one and sort of fuse them together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, one thing I like about this song is that he says about doing stuff right and then he says sexually right. Does he? I think he it knows. might be sexually. But on the Google <laughs> lyrics that came up, it said sexily, sexily right. And he does... This is sexily right. He yeah. does sound like a sex pest, I think. I think if Mick Hucknall tried any of this shit on me talking about doing the right thing, I'd have to... Yeah, I mean, he's got lots of vocal chops, but like the texture of his voice sort of leaves me a little cold. Yeah, I can't get Pretty soulless, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. No, I wouldn't say it was soulless. Because he can do all the chops and stuff. He can do all the gymnastics. It's just... He's I got just a bad soul. Like his voice. He's got a soul, but it's like a bad one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was really going for it. In the, sort of in the video and in the song, I think. It's, he's, he's having a go, isn't he? You know? Got to give him that. <laughs> yeah, I really didn't realise... I mean, we've had them Super Road before. I didn't realise they were about for so long. I just remembered them from the 90s. Yeah. I mean, I think this is supposed to be one that sort of get you going, in it? But it sort of left me a bit cold, apart from, like, where they sort of change the chords in the coda and it sort of goes even more major. That was all right. Sexy I quite liked that little major. change. Sexy it sort of did it. They did it. Yeah, they did it sexually right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I got to say, say it's about pretty, it. pretty just oh, simply red in it. Yep. Video <laughs> just um, having a play. Having a play. Always fun, isn't it? Doing it sexually right. Uh, yeah, this was uh, UK number eleven. Hello, Canada for the first time today is number 21. Number 21. Yeah. Uh, number 12 on the Irma. Wow, only a 12 on the Irma. Yeah. Uh, number 8 in the New Zealand recorded music. And uh, number 28 on the Billboard, boy. What? They'd like them in America. Yeah. Really? Well, t- enough for 28. Yeah, that's quite good for America. Yeah. Yeah, because it must it's have only been 27 better country, country songs. music songs that we yeah. yeah. And on the Kent, uh, it's got to be a number 17 from me, boys. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Well, he always just gets the needle just in the right place. You're pretty good, Kent. You're a good, good lad. Yeah. And we'll be seeing more of these, boys. We don't need to fucking search well, that Probably one. for fucking years and years and years to come. band who I have always sort of thought of as doing crappy ABBA covers because that is basically what they did in the 90s see I don't even I know the name Erasure song yeah sometimes but yeah I know Erasure but I don't really know they, they did a, the original of A Little Respect okay we like just covered that's quite a good song I like that yeah this is they kind of come across as a, a less good Pet Shop Boys to me and, uh, it's weird you're talking about the vocal chops of Simply Red in this it's like he does some stuff like some vibrato and stuff that's like a bit more advanced but he hasn't got the singing basics he's just sort of talking and then does a bit of vibrato yeah, he's yeah. not very particular the singer of this band is Andy Bell not oh, to be confused it. with Andy Bell who was in Ride Oasis and BDI yeah. was he in Cast as well 
I don't think he was in Cars. Oh. He was in Ride, which was a shoegaze yeah. band. I don't know if now they'll extend to shoegaze, no. but uh, I just think it's a really funny term for a genre. Yeah. Yeah, yeah when I listened to this song, I thought I'd heard it before, but I don't think I have. I just kept thinking... Um, yeah. Instead of the chorus where it's like, ooh, sometimes, I kept thinking it was, move closer. <laughs> <laughs> move your body real close until... Oh, I, I can't believe you haven't heard this before. Because no. like, this, to me, is like one of the sort of quintessential, this is like an 80s song. You know, this is, you know, one that I think of when I think of 80s music. You know, I think it's got like the proper sort of big heavy 80s synth production there's a lot sounds pretty yeah. big yeah it sounded pretty 80s certainly they'd have three flop singles before this and this yeah. sort of sort of put them on the map got them in there got their foot in the door under Ermel oh yeah we quite like it uh, sometimes we'll give it a number three Oh, oh wow. uh, New Zealand we'll give it a number 15 uh, UK number 2 number 4 on the US dance slash club play so mm-hmm. what's this dance slash club I guess so uh, but also on the Kent uh, yeah I'll stick it on just to whack it down at number 45 somewhere yeah, yeah. nice one Kent The next song is Sailor V by Bewitched. To my disappointment, <laughs> it isn't Sailor V by Bewitched. It is Robbie Neville, yeah. no relation to Gary. Sailor V, Sailor V. Oh, it's a around. <laughs> yeah, so this was a song that was actually covered by someone else first. Really? Um, yeah, Bo Williams released yeah. it as a single first. He was a gospel singer before Robbie Neville. Robbie Neville was the guy that actually wrote it. Robbie was never like, oh, no fair. I want a bit of that. I'm going to release it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a dick. <laughs> yeah, he looks a bit, a little bit like Tommy, Tommy Wiseau. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's not a good look. No. No. And like, nobody knows where Tommy came from, so I reckon he might be Robbie Neville. That would explain how he got his money to make yeah, the Roman one. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my god. All from Taylor V. It's just the way it goes. I'm gonna make a It's got some really good uh, backing vocals on it, haven't they? Yeah. They're good. And yeah. a nice eighties drum wallop. Yeah. Wallop drums. It was quite easy being a pop star if you were a bloke in the eighties, wasn't it? Like, oh we want like a really banging, like nice high bit of chorus and a bit of singing. Just get some women in to do it. Yeah. I won't sing that bit. Look, you know, I guess the singers never looked like they were putting in too much effort. That was part of the vibe of the eighties. So you need to get the backing singers to do do the bits that involve effort. Yeah. So you can look cool. Yeah, I thought it had sort of a snake hipped kind of sexy feel to it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it made me feel sexy when I was listening to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty good. Like I say, I kept just thinking of how it wasn't bewitched all the time. Yeah. It was like the last time I was just thinking of this isn't move closer. Well, I was listening to this one, I was like, oh, this isn't Sailor V, which is better, you know. Yeah, but it's not a bad little number. I really hope Bewitched get on the nails. Because I want to get yeah. No, I'm doing my own spin off podcast <laughs> oh, just to talk Sailor about v. the song Sailor V. Oh, it's so oh, good. Uh, yeah, Sailor V, of course, is French for this is the life or something. Is it? 
I thought it was let it basically sort of... CS, is, that's it is. That's life, or life, then, uh, life just that is? That's life, life just is. Oh, that's one of the worst films I've ever seen. What? Do you remember that, Martin? Life just is. It's just those, like, 20-somethings in a house. Oh, that, yeah, that that's that shit Brent Flick we one point, that British film. At one point, a yeah. creepy guy went past the window, and it ne- they never resolved that. Because uh. it was like, yeah, I, I think that was the message. It was like, yeah, things might sort of seem like they're going to turn out like a movie would, but actually life is just mundane and boring, and you wouldn't want to watch it like this film. Really very strange idea for a film. Yeah, but the, uh, the old uh, little promo movie for this... Uh, just the video for it so let's call it something else <laughs> promo movie <laughs> um, yeah just lots of sexy ladies prancing about in 90s and things sounds good yeah and then yeah, a few little, little bit of stock footage of some of them oil pump jacks yeah that's a metaphor for isn't something it? isn't it isn't it dipping up and down sausages coming off a production line <laughs> train going into a tunnel yeah <laughs> Wow, rocket blasted him. Look at pictures of Robbie Neville. He looks like he hasn't aged too well. Oh, just because he's been replaced by a, a different person, so that he can assume the life of Tommy was oh, isn't it? I mean, look at him now. <laughs> oh dear, yeah. <laughs> he did look pretty was oh from these pictures. He's tall. Yeah, uh, it was a uh, number two in Ireland. Where I say, Sailavi, don't worry about it. I give the number two. And in uh, New Zealand, they said, yeah, I'll say the V, mate. Say no more, say no more. Number two from uh, New Zealand boys. UK, we said, you're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> number three. Uh, in America, it was uh, a oh, number two. Mark. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. It's number two on board. <laughs> <laughs> in Canada, they said, you're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> He's a number one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the kids said, "Ah, oh, bloody hell! You're tearing me apart, Sheila." And said, "I did not hit her. I did not. I did not. Oh, shit. I, did I did not. not. <laughs> I did not hit her. I did not." Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> Good day, Mark. Oh, Marco. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, hi there. Yeah, I knew you from before you came in last week. Thank you very much. Goodbye. All right, then. Thank you. See you later, Mark. Bye. All right. <laughs> You're my favorite customer. That was your mental. I didn't recognize you. <laughs> <laughs> so good watch the room that's, that's what you yeah. can take away from this part oh definitely watch the room uh, oh, did I mention it was a number four I don't think I did no <laughs> too much fun <laughs> oh yeah and uh, the sixth biggest selling uh, single in America in 1987 really yeah well done Robbie wow well done Bobby Neville Bobby Neville yeah I believe in miracles would you like a, a cup of hot chocolate you sexy thing <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it friend. I'm just going to say hot chocolate you sexy thing yeah well this is just it's always weird when you get these songs that you're like you've heard so many times and it's just like what what have I got to say to that song well the thing is if yeah. it was ever meant to be sexy like you know you'd you'd have your 
friend over and you're about to get down to some sexy sex sexily <laughs> sexily you're gonna sexily have sex with you well, you've, got to do a, you've got to do a sexily right you? <laughs> but it's a bit like uh, Marvin Gaye let's get it on like at one time it probably was really erotic to have that on and now it's been overdone to the point that it just sounds comical just reminds you of some like guys what's the full Monty yeah, reminds yeah. me of that sort of working class middle class men who are out of shape getting naked that's what this song reminds me of but yeah. even then it's just that song's been overdone <laughs> if it went believe in miracle oils oh god I remember that oh, fuck it hell yeah I think it might have been a Halifax oh, advert as well. Oh, was it? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Jacob mentioned that before on another oh, podcast. But oh, that might I be... believe in bank clothes. That's like made me now think that that exists. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad song, but it's it's just really. I can't take it seriously as a yeah, as yeah. a sexy come on. Yeah, not when you've had Howard singing it at you or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I like that sound in it. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did think there was some decent instrumentation in there. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not a terrible song. It's just like you hear it all the time on any sort of sexy based thing. It's one of the yeah. sexy songs that get used, and I just uh. so it wouldn't go on your sex mix then, oh, mate. This is a killer boner. Uh, <laughs> I don't really have a sex mix because it's. I just find any songs that are like intentionally sexy I just instantly think well, oh listen to this sexy song yeah, yeah I just you think this, this, the problem with this song is that it, it, it's about sex it's not necessarily a sexy song is no it? no it just happens to be about sex yeah I mean, it's not as sexy as fucking the last one is it Sailor V that was all like that yeah. was quite yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish everyone could see your, your hips gyrating there yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, and the hot chocolate isn't a sex drink either, is it? You know, no. no so starting to feel a bit tired, and yeah, yeah, I don't, like, I don't want to feel slightly, less tired. I want to sleep, slip further into it's a drowsiness. Bit, it's a bit more sexy than say Ovaltine or Horlicks, but not much. Well, I guess like the lyrics of the song aren't really like sexy. It's just to call someone a sexy thing. Yeah, it's sort of got the sexy brand just based on. He could be talking to his car for yeah, all we know. The fact he's called someone a sexy thing. Yeah. But the rest of it is just sort of the fact that he's objectifying <laughs> Yes, misogynist. Not, not saying you sexy person. No, you sexy object. Yeah, he might be talking to a sexy object. He might have one of those, like, liquor bottles that are the shape of a sexy woman with their yeah. boobs out, and he might be like, ooh, you sexy thing. Well, it's like, beyond it might... even, like, they say, you know, fascism and that is when you start referring to people as animals... He's gone beyond that. He's referring yeah. to them as things. Just what kind of a monster is this Errol Brown anyway? He might be, like, talking about a sex doll. That would be, a, like, a sexy thing designed for sex. I think sexy thing. It's, yeah, it's like an object. It's an object. That's not a person. Yeah. And it's true. He's singing to a sex doll. So we've worked out this Maybe song he's just about... walking around all day seeing, like, cucumbers. Hey, you sexy thing. All that light switch. You sexy thing. I guess they had to sort of cobble together some sort of video for this new re-release of it. I think I've seen the video. Is it just them like standing there playing it? They play it and they play some sort of naughty 20s stock footage of like, you know, Flapper Girls being a bit naughty and then there's some sort of more recent kind of 50s naughty postcard sort of shit. Yeah, with a bit of them performing in... In, in the spliced nice uh, Errol Brown's wearing some very tight white trousers which are concealing his modesty pretty well to be honest even though they look like they really shouldn't be yeah yeah so this time round it was a UK number 10 and a number 8 under Irma number 8 on the Irma yeah 
And it's like, you lot? Yeah. Didn't hit America? No. No Ken? No. Wow. Because they'd had a chain of hits from like 73 every single year, and then they skipped out 84, I think. But they're back, bloody back again, aren't they? Back again. Yeah, I reckon they'll be back again as well on on here at some point, won't they? Yeah. If not by themselves, then performing with that fucking, was it Clock they did it with again or something? It was someone like that, wasn't it? Probably. What the fuck does this band's name mean? I guess they like doing drugs. Yeah, the Blow Monkeys. It doesn't have to be that way when you walk out that door. Yeah, it's another underwhelming 80s singer, isn't it? Yeah, sort of talking his way through it. Oh, yeah. 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 But it's a shame because it's, it's got some funky, jangly guitar going on and that. It could be... Some of these songs I just think, if, if I could go back in time, just a few tweaks here and there, you know, to get something out of it, something better than what we got. Go into the studio and talk to the singer and go, sing it like you actually fucking care, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Do some fucking blow and get yourself psyched up. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem with this. Not enough uh, blow. Yeah, well, you see, we've got... This is, this is a bit of Sophistapop again, isn't it? Is this yeah. Sophistapop again? Apparently so. Oh, Sophistapop watch. Although, like, given their dues, straight in with the saxophone at the start of the song. Oh, yeah, wait, yeah. wait a couple of minutes straight in yeah just, you know it's a strong start yeah but they should have just kept the saxophone maybe yeah uh, yeah the video makes them look a lot more sophisticated pop okay yeah because he's got like you know sort of like with the suit and a fucking neckerchief and looking all like a spiv yeah so there's just sort of paparazzi chasing them about in the video and they're playing a bit oh there's like a bit of a wheel of fortune yeah, it's just a bit sophisticated poppy. Yeah, it's it not, a bit not my kind of thing, really. No. This was in Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol. Oh, yeah, yeah. I fucking love that one. Was that the was one kid. where they first got a goldfight, Bobcat goldfight? Well, yeah, well, obviously he'd been a baddie in the previous yeah, yeah. ones, but they drafted him and then in. And there was like the guy he hung out with, like the really small guy glasses here. Like, really Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, no, no, it wasn't. I can't remember the Was he in Police Academy, Gilbert no. Gottfried? What, what, never? No, I don't in it, so. ever. He's really? In prob- he's in Problem Child. Ah. Uh, one and two. Uh, but yeah, God, I remember that one. Was, yeah. Wasn't that the one where they got loads, yeah, loads of new, new recruits yeah. in oh, Police yeah. Academy? Yeah, so they had they had a top twenty hit in the UK and the US the year in eighty six with digging your scene. But this one Sounds was a bit hip, doesn't it? Yeah. This one didn't do anything in America. Um but it did better in the UK than the previous single got to number five. Not bad at all. Yeah. Was that it? Only UK. Yeah. And I think that's a lot from the blow monkeys. Uh, oh, let me blow your mind. The last we'll be seeing of them. Yeah. Well, here's a song that doesn't blow. Every woman, every man, join the caravan of love. Stand up, stand up, stand up. Everybody take a stand. Join the caravan of love. Stand up, stand up, stand up. 
The House Martins. Yeah, I think. Caravan of Love. Did we talk about this last time? Or last time we had the House Martins? Song? Yeah, I think we did. And it's fucking good, isn't it? Yeah. They're a House Martins. Oh, they're great. Yeah, there's lots of good bits in this. It's nice to have an acapella. Yeah. I like that when they do the big bits, they go on the offbeat of him, like what he's saying. That's like an interesting choice, but it sounds really good. Yeah. And have you seen the, there's some videos of them performing this live? And Is they it? do a very good job of doing it live with yeah. all the singing. Fat Boy Slim doing some singing. Whole band getting in on some nice singing. Yeah. Just a drummer. Yeah. He's a lot of singing. Yeah. Fat Boy Slim, didn't he? He's in that. You better have a Tic Tac song. What's he? Is he? No. You know, the Fat Boy Slim song. Come on, come on, got a Tic Tac. That one. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know it. What the fuck? So the Fat Boy Slim song, we'll come to it. I don't think he does say Tic Tac, but it I sounds know, like. Phrase you. And right here. I'm not sure he's right singing now. on that one either. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really, he's just stopping people. Yeah. But why does he do that if he could sing anyway? If, he could, if you can, I think if you can sing a cappella, you're yeah. singing pretty well because you haven't got any instruments to back you up or give you the pitches. You're just you're just knocking it out of the park. I think the lead singer from the Hell's Mines, he's got a little Paul Heaton, is it? Mark Paul Heaton, Heaton, that's the one. Yeah. yeah, his voice is really good. Yeah, sort of, you know, unique. Yeah. It's not just like he sounds like a good soul singer or something. You know, he's got that sort of northern. Northern yeah. twang in his voice. Yeah, it's like sort of people... Blue-eyed soul can often be a bit shit, you know, to use a, a rubbish adjective. <laughs> can just be a bit fucking crap. Yeah. But, like, yeah, he's good at it without... Because he's not, he's not trying. He's just... that's he's, he's got a soulful voice. Yeah. And he can do it. it, it there's no like pretense there it's just that's that's his thing he's doing his thing I like the fact that they did a posthumous greatest hits compilation which they called now that's what I call quite good yeah so maybe amongst the first people to do a little play off the the name of this compilation series that we've been wow. talking yeah. about so much yeah they're good they're funny lads self-deprecating yeah you know the video for this they, they've all got their crucifix or crosses yeah like, shaved, shaved into the side of their heads yeah their hair. they're all in a church they're singing in a church and then there's yeah. bits where they're like having wars like where they're one of they're giving each other piggybacks and have yeah. fights outside and yeah. stuff I mean a bit silly as well yeah showing they can be silly a lot silly. of little uh, dance routines yeah. as well don't they dance, yeah. dance routines yeah. yeah yeah so this is originally a Isley Jasper Isley song from 1985 so quite recent is that the Isley Brothers? It's part of the Isley Brothers, yeah. They split into, like, two different groups of three. Okay. And this is Isley Jasper Isley, which is okay. one of these little groups of three. So um, this is the second ever a cappella number one in the UK. After Only You? Yeah. Which yeah. we've had, yeah. yeah. Good, they're both good at songs. Yeah, and as we mentioned, it was fucking nailed on to be Christmas number one before it was dumped out by a fat darts player. Reapadeep. <laughs> You know, thought it's knocked off by the author of Tracy Beaker. Yeah. 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 But to be yeah. fair, they're both pretty good songs. <laughs> and they're both, like, really not 80s-sounding songs. No, <laughs> like, no. That's probably why they're good. Yeah. They've got more of a timeless sound. This one probably did pretty well, then, you reckon? Yeah, in the UK. Yeah, in the UK number one. Yeah, because you already told us that. <laughs> uh, number one on the Irma. Oh, yeah, they didn't yeah. like that on the Irma. Uh, number two on the New Zealand recorded music. Yeah. And on the Kent Report, I am happy to report that I also thought it was worth a number 24. 
Oh, he's harsh, isn't he? You are harsh, you prick. Yeah? I guess no America. They don't like the sort of British singing. No, they didn't... House Martins didn't have anything over in America, which is a bit... Because they were Wigan's fourth best band, or yeah. third. Was that their thing they used to call themselves? Yeah, something like that. Uh, were they from Hull? Hull, yeah. yeah. Something like that. Like, oh, we're Hull's fourth best band. They're they commercial they? enough that they could have... Yeah been a hit in America I don't know why they didn't try maybe they didn't just no, never charted I don't know how big the House Martin's Caravan of Love is, but I don't know if I could fit everything I own into it. But good boy George. Ooh, oh, I don't know, he might be able to. What does boy George own? Many hats. Yeah, lots of wigs. Some drugs. Yeah. Yeah, because, some, yeah. some handcuffs. To yeah, tie me- to yeah. <laughs> a lot of heavy bondage equipment, yeah. 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 I mean, we make fun of boy George for these things a lot, but they are things that he actually did, you yeah. know. And he can't sit there and go, oh, I didn't do all this stuff. And who can forget, though, he did teach us that war is stupid. That's and true. people are stupid. He yeah. did, yeah. So, yes, now we're talking about boy George, everything I own. Yeah. I didn't mind this. I thought really? It was oh, God, it's not... Well, it's not a patch on what I thought was the original, which it's, isn't actually the original. It's good reggae, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, a, good, <laughs> it's a nice bit You know what I mean? I like a bit of reggae. It's yeah. a nice bit of Lover's Rock, but just Boy George's voice yeah. doesn't do... His voice lets everything down, really. No. So, yeah, I thought this was like Ken Booth... Uh, it's Ken Booth who does the reggae version, mm. but actually it, w- it had been released by Bread a couple of years before that. So it's actually a bread song. Yeah. I remember bread. my David like Gates' band. band. Okay. So I like just kind thought, of soft like, rock. Just thought of like the TV show Bread. No. We'll be right at home. Bread. <laughs> no. My dad used to have some bread albums. I don't think I was going to say my dad used to have some bread. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he used to have some bread. <laughs> He's never... Never without bread. You know, right? <laughs> always bread in the bread bin. <laughs> mental, mental. Mental as anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't like it, yeah. I thought, you know, I didn't hate it. It wasn't yeah. like in a rush for it to end, but, you know. We've got some better cod reggae coming up. So, have we, though? Yeah. I don't know. He's looking a little bit... Um, Look heroin-y? He's, he's lost weight. <laughs> but he's very, he's sort of very androgynous now. He's got his sort of short. He's bleached his hair. It's very oh. short. He's maybe not wearing as much makeup. I don't know. He's definitely not as like flam. He hasn't got all fucking tassels and shit. Yeah, hanging but off he him. ruins the ambiguity by calling himself Boy George. Yeah, thus answering you know any questions that people might have. Maybe that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to be ambiguous and have his fucking cake and eat it. Well, maybe that is the answer. That is like a quick answer to two questions that everyone always asks him. Are you a boy or a girl? And then after that, what's your name then? And he just uh, changed his name to Boy George so he could answer those questions without having to speak. He should have called himself Georgie Boy. (laughs) That's better, isn't it? Yeah. Georgie Boy. Oh, yeah, because we had the farewell single of the Culture Club a couple of hours ago. Yeah, yeah. uh, did the rest of Culture Club do anything or did they I, just I don't really know but in this video it's sort of like symbolic of that because he's performing 
in like a studio uh, there's no people there there's uh, no one for him to shout at and get nasty no. with but like that is, it's set up for a band but there's no one there and he's just singing so it's like oh, oh no yeah. band anymore yeah and it's sort of him dancing he's a face guy I've noticed like because in his he, when they've got it on his face his face is all you know and you can go oh yeah you know he's a pop star but like when you actually see him dancing he's really wooden and like he used to dance in the crowd at Top of the Pops and be like one of the popular guys that oh. sort of did that and everyone was like wow look at that whatever that is there like oh it's so amazing like you know everyone was like oh it's, you know he's he or whatever is so gorgeous like oh and like now I sort of see, see him dancing I think ah yeah you see you haven't got that whole kind of but his face is great like his face is you know okay. that's marketable it's just sort of the rest of him. It's his voice and his sort of general physicality that isn't that marketable. And yeah, he's sort of here, he's performing for nobody and, you know, sort of a standard live performance video. And I was going to sort of slate it horribly for being the most fucking lazy shit pop video I've seen yet. And that's fucking saying something. But then loads of people come on and dance at the end, and that just about saves it from being the shittest okay. pop video ever in the history of man. So yeah, that's Boy George's Everything I Own. Did it, did it chart much? Bit shit. Yep, it was a number one in Canada! Oh, yeah. Boy George in Canada. We love Boy George! We love the androgynous! It's brilliant! <laughs> Don't know what is going on. <laughs> uh, in Ireland, they said, Cory Boy number one. Yeah, they love it. <laughs> yeah, they, they absolutely fucking love it all, mate. New Zealand, they said, yeah, yeah, fair dues, fair dinkum, mate, number three. And the UK, yeah, keep our boy number one. Yeah, well, we all loved him back then, didn't we? Yeah, we yeah, did. When we were one year old. And on the Kentart, we'll give it a number five, just to be lower than everyone else. <laughs> Still, Ken. This doesn't do level five, does it? Well, we all loved him back then, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, even though we were only one. Well, actually, I was in my thirties. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, there's a rat in my kitchen. No, not my kitchen. The kitchen of UB40. I believe yeah. it's rat in me kitchen. Yeah. In me kitchen. It's not spelled by, it's M-I. Yeah. yeah. Rat in me kitchen. I like this song. So, well, you love what, Up 40? Well, I, I wouldn't say I love them, but I like some of their songs, and this is one of the ones I like. It was just, uh, I don't know. I like the very literal way that they came up with the song. Oh, good. Do you want to tell this I was story, Harry? Gonna, no, I was yeah. actually hoping you were going to tell this story. Well... When Astro, Astro from Up 40 asked Ali Campbell from Up 40 whether he had any ideas for new songs, he replied, Oh God, I don't care about the album for a minute. I've got a rat in the kitchen. And Astro, who sings the vocals on the song, wrote the track in response. And that's how they came up with most of their songs. What are you doing? Oh, fuck off. I, I can't think of a song. I've got head lice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've just written a song. It's called Head Lice. Leave me alone. I'm trying to drink a glass of red wine. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> that's literally how they write songs so you know some people would call out pest control you know lay some traps and bait other people write songs about it 
It's a good song. Oh, Diana Strokes, different folks. It's, I don't think it's a good song. It, I'm glad it doesn't have Ali Campbell singing on it. That's nice. Yeah. Change. Yeah. Nice to have a bit of Astro, in it? What's wrong yeah. with this song? I don't think you even see Ali Campbell in the video. Which is uh, oh. just a live footage thing. That's because he was sorting out his rat. Oh, they're not running around the kitchen trying to catch a rat. No, that would have been good. Yeah, yeah I assume that's that. what the video would have been. Oh. They missed the trick there. Why didn't they do that? Or maybe like a big, I don't know if the game Mousetrap had been incredible by then, but like a big game of Mousetrap or something yeah. in the kitchen. That'd yeah. be fun. It's a brave thing to admit because, you know, if you brought out a single and you're a big band like they are, and you're saying, I've got a rat in my kitchen, people are going to stop coming around, aren't they? Yeah. And, you know, nowadays, if you're saying, like, oh, I'm going to fix that rat, you could get all the animal rights guys after you, wouldn't you? Be like, yeah. oh, leave the rat alone. No, he said fix. He didn't say kill or maim. He said fix. So he's going to, like, fix them up with some little rat roller skates or something. Yeah, but what's that's so harsh to say there's something wrong with the rat. What's wrong with him? He's just being himself. He can Keep be the rat himself, alone. but not in the kitchen. <laughs> Kitchens aren't where rats live. They live in rat nests. Oh, I've got a rat in my garden at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? Oh, I've just thought of a song. I'm going to get a fucking rat trap and kill it. <laughs> what about Ratatouille? I've not seen that film, but does it have this in? If it was the rat from Ratatouille, I wouldn't kill it. I fucking <laughs> love that film. It's really good. I, I hear it's really good. But does it's a surely, talking rat don't kill a talking surely it's a rat. talking rat in the kitchen cook. is there like a bit where he sings the song or like you know they play the song and he's like uh, they missed a trick if not rat in the kitchen surely, they should have played surely that film's based on this song oh my song. god you, you're right why didn't they use that song in Ratatouille <laughs> it's mental uh, yeah well, well this rat in my garden actually was quite a sort of cute looking rat and normally I'm like Ugh, but this one was alright but it's still going to die. Well, before you kill it, see if it can cook. Take it in your kitchen. Yeah, still going to die. See if it will cook you up some meatballs. And yeah. If it can, then exploit that and then kill it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'd love a little rat that cooked for me. It'd be great. You know, you come over, he runs up your shoulder, goes, try this, put little bits in, try this, try this, try this. Like, you need to cook in larger quantities, baby. Tiny, <laughs> yeah. tiny little things, your mouthfuls, you're preparing for me. Yeah. So, we don't know if the rat in UB40's kitchen talked or not, but there's a lot of UB40s, so I'm sure if they all teamed up... How many people are in UB40? Quite a few. Like 40. 40. Is that what they called it? Yeah. UB40. (laughs) Do you know know why it's UB40? Isn't it like uh, the slip you sign on with or something? Yeah, we've mentioned this, yeah. I hope they bloody weren't signing on when they were releasing this. Yeah, so, you know, is, is this the best UB40 song? No. Well, you say that. It's the one that every person I've ever met that's got a set of decks in their house, like, it's the only UB40 record any of them have ever got. Cherry O' Baby's the best UB40 song. Ah, uh, yeah, Cherry O' Baby oh, is pretty good. Cherry O' Baby. Oh, so it's good. not strictly UB40, but I am partial to Ali Campbell and Pato Banton, Baby Come Back. Yep. That's pretty good. With Nicola DB. No, Andy Arma, we thought, well, we got a rat in the... Uh, a rat in the kitchen. What am we going to do? I don't know. I'll give it a number seven. Number seven? Yeah. Fuck you. In New Zealand, they said, yeah, I've got a rat in my kitchen, but I certainly won't be giving it a UB40. I'll be giving it its P45. Number 45, <laughs> mate. Number P45? <laughs> yeah. 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 Fucking hell. Yeah, in the UK, we said, hmm, UB12. <laughs> and, 
And in uh, Australia, David Kidd said, I'll give these boys a number 84. Fuck your shitty reggae. Oh, screw you. You don't know what real <laughs> reggae is. They though. haven't had UB40 very high up on any no. of them. I'm pretty sure they've all been They're a distinctly British band, yeah. Speak to the British way of life. Yeah, yeah. Fire Jamaica. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with these bastards. <laughs> so, have you got a good segue for this one? I haven't, no. Okay. Well, you need, we need something to fill the gap with. Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna love you! Yeah, the Gap Band. band. The Gap Band. Oh, yeah, that would Big be fun. I really like the Gap Band, but oh, this isn't a, a great Gap Band song. Oh. It, it, you dropped the bomb on me, is a, a good Gap oh, Band Oh, yeah, song. that is a good song. Well, this one's big fun, isn't it? I've never heard of the Gap Band before. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I well, after this, we'll listen to you drop the bomb on me. Oh, the really? singer's really good. I like the singer a lot. And I thought, he sounds a bit like Stevie Wonder. He reminded me a bit of Stevie. And then I googled the Gap Band, and it said that the singer was... Used to sing backing vocals for Stevie Wonder. Uh, but I really recognised him from somewhere, and then I read that he was one of the singers who sings on the Zap song Computer Love. Uh, and I was like, that's uh, it? Yeah, he's the guy at the end being like, Computer Love! Uh, fucking I great. Didn't find this song exciting in the slightest. Well, I think it's an interesting song, but I was just really into the, the singing. Because this might be the only time we see the Gap Band, so I just wanted to say that this isn't. Don't listen to this and think, oh, I'm not going to check out any other Gap band because you'd be missing out. But this isn't the best advert for them. I thought it was all right. right. Quite enjoyed it. We've put here, I keep forgetting it, and I have forgotten it. I just don't know it. Don't know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we have a, a little check on how it sounds? No, I just. Well, look. Well, no, because that's the fucking test, isn't it? Neither of you can actually tell me what it sounds no, like. No. It can't be that bloody good, it's can it? It's percussion. I know yeah. that. It yeah, right. it's good, though. Yeah. It's got a good snare under it as well. Gotta love them big 80 snares. Yeah. Couldn't find no video for this one. No. Looks like I can't contain the fun in a video. Big fun. Such a bad name for a song, though, isn't it? Big Fun. It's the name of a band, though, isn't it? That was a boy band in the 80s, Big Fun. Really? It might well be seeing them at some point. It was the name well, of a Miles Davis album as well, I think. Was it? Well, actually, these boys are from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oklahoma? Yeah. And, yeah, they're like more well-known for Oops Upside Your Head. Did yeah, they do that? Yeah, that was them. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Upside. Wasn't that song, I remember seeing a thing, wasn't like Oops Upside Your Head, because obviously in this country... England. Everyone does like the stupid dance where they like sit on the sit floor. Sit on the floor, yeah. But wasn't that like invented in this country? Because they, yeah, they like so. came over to the UK and like played it and were like really surprised when they started playing it and everyone like sat on the floor and started doing like some weird dance. <laughs> that would be really Yeah, weird. you're like, why is everyone sitting down? We're playing a what? funky song. I think Wigfield knew about her dance. Yeah. <laughs> She's complaining, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> the Macarena. <laughs> well, Macarena had the dance in the video. <laughs> did Wickfield have it in the video? Yeah, I think she did. she did the dance in front of a mirror, didn't she? We've gone far away from the Gap Band somewhere. We've gone to Wickfield. How did this do then? Pretty well in the UK, number four. 
Yeah. And nowhere else apart from the US R&B charts where it got to number eight. Uh, perhaps they were riding high on the oops upside your head dance phase cr- yeah. you know, craze. Yeah. Well, that was 1980s. This is seven years later. I mean, fair play. Like, oops upside your head only got to number six and this got to number four. Wow. Yeah. People have no fucking idea of taste. I mean, I think this song's better than Oops Upside Your Head because Oops Upside Your Head's a pretty shit song. Yeah. Just heard it more because it's more popular. Yeah. It's not good, is it? No. Are you going to see him then? I like that song. I remember Snoop Dogg did uh, Snoop's Upside Your Head. Snoop's Upside Your Head. (laughs) Clever. (laughs) Good old Snoop Dogg. (laughs) Such an innovator. So, you like the Gap Band, I was somewhere in the middle. Harry, you want them to stay out of your life, don't you? Yeah, I do want them to stay out of my life. Which brings us to... (laughs) Five Star. Five Star. Stay out of my life. It's a weird out of place. There's like a really rocky sort of guitar in this that doesn't fit with any of the other elements of the song. And also... That drum bit at the beginning really annoys me because it's supposed to be a bit shuffly, but it's been programmed too precisely and it just uh, sounds really off. I think, was this the one where we got the case of the singer was just doing the 80s thing of singing, like not being a very good or strong singer, and it was all just quite weak? I thought she had quite a good voice. the chorus, they just I, had I to like... really know what the other four people were exactly voice lines to make it sound... They were siblings, weren't they? Yeah. I don't know. I, don't I know just, kind, yeah, I just kind of thought it was the Denise show and that she was kind of really the one that had the talent. And then their sister was like, oh, can I be in it, please? But let so your sister be in the band. At, when you look at the lineup, oh, some no. of them, it says like, one of them's the choreographer, one of them's the spokesperson, so like, they clearly weren't doing that much vocals, like, yeah. it's just Elise. The B-side was called How Dare You Stay Out of My Life, which was from an 80s kids TV show called How Dare You. So fucking, they need to sort of sort it out, don't they? What? One moment they're saying, stay out of my life, and then the next they're like, how dare you? How dare you stay out of my and life? And you're like, you told me to! What do you want? It's, it's a fair, it's a, it's a balance. It's a balanced argument. They're looking at it from both sides. Did yeah. they do that song as well, yeah. making your mind up? No. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Fuck's biz. Fuck's biz. Yeah, I've put it like Denise's voice. She's got sort of like, it's sort of like all high, but kind of raspy as well. It's like, um, yeah. Jen- Jennifer Tilly. Yeah, it just sounds Hi, a bit Jennifer thin. Tilly. It's not very powerful, is it? Sort of no, I suppose not. I just felt a bit weak. Yeah. Fair dues. Oh, weak um, made me think of Weak by Skunk and Nancy. Now, she's got a powerful voice. Yeah. Yeah. Weak as I yeah, 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 oh, yeah, I forgot uh, about that as well. That's good. Uh, anyway, but, you know. These, it's sort of like the poster boys for the where are they now kind of brigade, aren't they? These, this band. Like, you always hear about them on the, whatever the fuck happened to Five Star. Like, oh, they were huge. And then, look, bye, see you later. Well, they're huge. I don't know yeah. anything about Five Star. Well, in the video... They are wearing red sequins and they're being sort of projected onto the city streets as we sort of drive past in quite an interesting effect that is apparently quite popular at the moment. Well, 
find out in a minute because the next video is exactly the fucking same. <laughs> We've got a UK number nine and a number five Andy Irma. And that's it. Yeah. So they weren't that big. Mm-hmm. Well, they might have been in the UK and Ireland, but they weren't. Oh, uh, yeah. They weren't worldwide success. No. No. But yeah, I think they're pretty well known around here. Ronnie's parts. parts. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not the last we're going to be seeing a five star either, is it? Is a five star a kind of petrol or something? Four star, you're thinking Four of. star. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they don't sell that anymore because that was the one with like lead in it now you have to actually buy like a lead substitute to go in it if you have a car that was made before 1960 something so that's why that's why you have unleaded petrol now because it it used to be leaded yeah yeah i remember i remember when they were getting any more five star i remember when they brought in unleaded petrol and my dad had his uh he was like an early adopter he had his um fucking old ford cortina converted to unleaded petrol and he had a little green ribbon on his fucking radio thing that they put on to be like and it was like a, at the time that was a thing it was like I've got unleaded petrol in my shit fuck you like I've got a green ribbon like, it's, like, it's like a way to tell people it's like the Prius driver of the olden days yeah, like, yeah. oh look at me <laughs> yeah. my smug mobile smugging around yeah <laughs> So to one sort of thick dark liquid to another thick dark liquid Pepsi and sure. and of course Shirley yes and you, you with can't the, have one without the other you've got to have the Alpha and the Omega so, yeah. and the bad yeah with the wonderful single Hatache Hatache <laughs> or Heartache uh, it's got a, a kind of uh, I don't know the bass line sounds like a, a it's cross between a Michael Jackson demo. Yeah, it and, sounds like Streetwalker. And with us. It sounds like Streetwalker by Michael Jackson. That's what I thought it was going to be. But then it like it drops down or something and sort of changes slightly. You're like, oh, it's not. But yeah, it does sound a bit like a big that. snare sound. It just yeah. sort of sounds like it could be a Michael Jackson song, yeah. and then it isn't a Michael Jackson I liked, song. I like the big snare and the bass. I was sort of into it, but then yeah. You see, you like these sort of. You've all, you've both sort of been quite warm on these. These three songs are all just sort of moulded into one for me like, uh, I didn't mind it all the same sort of tempo the same sort of idea it's nice to see Pepsi and Shirley getting out from behind Wham though you know and having their own little show it's got some funky uh, guitar on it and some horns I just can't help but think of the bit in the Alan Partridge uh, book where he talks yeah, yeah. about how Pepsi. one of Pepsi and Shirley gave him like Toblerone <laughs> that's how he got addicted I can't remember which one it, was Pepsi from, it was Pepsi or Shirley Pepsi or Shirley yeah think it was Pepsi yeah. but it might have been Shirley <laughs> yeah so in the video they're sort of doing some like really quite sort of voracious and passionate dancing at points um but yeah, like they're sort of dancing about with some blokes, but most of the time they're kind of dancing about for some blokes who are kind of standing as the crowd. I think it's sort of meant to look empowering, like they're sort of these blokes are like kind of doting on them, but it 
kind of looks like they're strippers. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very empowering. <laughs> Didn't come across. But yeah, that's pretty much it about the video. Just like, let's see them dancing about in various outfits. I'm guessing the video... Not saying that's what you shouldn't do, but that's what it was. I'm guessing the video was a shorter version of the song, because the version I had is like seven and a half minutes yeah, long. Is it? Fucking it's hell. I can't remember listening long. to the long version, but yeah, I must have done... Seven minutes something. It's just... Jeebus. It's just too long. I mean, I yeah. didn't mind the song, but... A lot of mid-tempo shit on this disc, mm, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. Oh, so... Well, like, Hardly any speed changes at all. Yeah. UK number two, pretty good. Yeah. I guess they're riding that wham, wham success. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I haven't got any of wham's US success because it was only a number 78, boy. And the success of Pepsi Cola, which forced Coke to release the new Coke. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, that was number three under Irma. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Number nine on the NZ recorded. <laughs> NZ recorded. <laughs> and uh, a number 49 on the Kent. Yeah. yeah. You, you once again, Kent, I think you have hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. Don't know if we'll be seeing them again. But I think that is a lot. Oh. I went to India once, I met the Dalai Lama, I said, who's your favourite band? He said, it's Banana Rama. It's a little poem for you then. <laughs> That's a wonderful poem. Yeah. Next song is Banana Rama with Trick of the Night. Yeah. Does it say Trick of the Night there? Yeah, I see. I've seen it listed as a Trick of the Night in other mm. places. Oh, I think that is actually what it's meant to be called, a trick. Guest host Philip mm. there. Yeah, cool. That's a big old smackdown on the floor. You twat. Just up. Oh, now you're gonna crunch your biscuits. Oh, you crunchy biscuit bastard. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, at least he's We're not even doing the biscuit podcast. Ah, uh, he's all right. At least he's not making a fucking cup of tea. <laughs> He'll do that later. <laughs> so, uh, you've you've sort of complained about mid-tempo Nathanie songs. And yeah. This was. Like that for me. Yeah. They're not they're not very distinctive singers. How did this are song they? Go? I can't even remember. I it was a bit oh like God. the Robert De Niro one that they did. Yeah. Yeah. But they've just God, they've stuck around for quite a while then, haven't they? They keep popping up occasionally. Yeah. It's just quite a drab, nothingy sort of a song. But it was on included on the soundtrack to the nineteen eighty six American film Jumpin' Jack Flash. Yeah, yeah another film, yeah, the one where yeah. she listens to Jumpin' Jack Flash by the Rolling Stones again and again and again to decipher a code was <laughs> at the height of uh, height of her powers. So how can you remember how this song goes? Well, Oh. Feel the beat of the trick of the night. Yeah. He's got a trick of the night and he don't care. Yeah, okay. Beep, yeah. beep, beep, beep. <laughs> um, no, I really can't remember. Right. It is something, it's slow, it's a bit like that. <laughs> Maybe it's right. a trick of the night when I'm only a game. When I need you, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, that's that's the thing of a bad song, isn't it? Yeah, you it's that as soon as you start singing it, it turns into something else. But like a lot of groups, they may be you know like five star. They have one one doing the main singing, but Armada don't seem to have a no. strong singer in there. They just no. all all their voices are similarly breathy and, and yeah. you know. They're not terrible. They're not like out of tune or anything. It's just not a lot of passion. Not interesting, yeah, yeah. So, well, we're really talking about 
two songs here. We're talking about a kind of ballady version that charted everywhere else in the world and a different version that was sort of touched up by Stock Aitken and Waterman and made more kind of pumpy dancey and that's the one that came out in the British Isles okay yeah well, uh, that version's called How Dare You Do a Trick of the Night <laughs> <laughs> the sort of ballady one the video is they're projected onto the wall of things and stuff sounds like sounds original yeah just like the <laughs> other one but this song is a cautionary tale to a friend who went to the big city to seek his fortune and became a rent boy. Wow! Yeah, I know. Dick Whittington. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if they were friends with Dick Whittington. Or is that about boy he George? went to London to <laughs> seek his fortune. Did he? Yeah. Become a rent boy. I, I, I might read that a rent boy. I mean, the version <laughs> of Dick Whittington that I saw at the Theatre Royal as a kid started Lionel Blair and uh, I don't remember Lionel Blair pretending to be a rent boy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I, It'd be I a great saw that boy. same play Do a little when I was tap little. dance and, you know, do you hire Lionel Blair if he's a rent boy? A rent can really no, a boy, could be you? a bit, like, too much. Be like, just calm down, mate. Yeah. Be like, yeah. No, that'd be more like Ainsley Harriet. You'd be like, Ainsley <laughs> Harriet. Yeah, but Lionel Blair's down. more, he'd be like tap dancing around, singing yeah. show tunes. Yeah, it hurt his back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Saw version's got a few more synths in and, I don't, I don't think they even changed the speed of it. So it didn't give um, the gallop of the high energy it usually has. That's what I like about it. Yeah, so well, it, yeah, it did, runs, yeah, so. yeah, it did have that. Um, but the, there's another video for this song. Now, I'm not sure if this ever actually got released as the official video, but it's the one, it's a video that goes with the, with the Saw version that was made by a TV presenter because they had this show that was called In at the Deep End. Well, they had these two wacky TV presenters that I've never heard of that they like send in all these different situations. Oh, no, you've got to, you've got to be a pop video director. Oh, and like do it really shit and like yeah he did it and uh, I've seen it and it's it's awful and apparently like a good the, show though yeah it I does I want to see some of that and apparently the girls absolutely hated the result of this video so yeah I'm guessing they didn't use it but you can find it you can find nice. the in at the deep end version wow awesome I want to see that but yeah both versions of the song the saw and the ballad are shit yeah, sure. Oh, great song, isn't it? Melodically boring. Yeah. Nothing happening. Oh, yeah. Uh, How's it do? Well, the ballad version got to a number 76 on the billboard. And I only just stuck it in my Kent. Number 99. Wow, Kent. Yeah, 99. <laughs> I hated it. But yeah. I had to put it in there because it was a song. <laughs> <laughs> on Ireland, they said number 24. In the UK, well, we're a little bit colder on it. Number 32. Of course we are. 24's really poor for the armor, isn't yeah. it? I yeah. even know they had a 24. Yeah, because, like, to go fucking platinum in Ireland, you need to sell 15,000 singles. I thought you were going to say 15. Wow, that's 15 singles. Take my breath Take my breath away by Berlin. The yeah. theme from Top Gun. Yeah. Uh, another another song from a film. 
It's not yeah. as good though, is it? Top Gun. It's not as good as Police I, Academy I, Four, is I, it? No, it's not. I don't like Top Gun. I know a lot of people fucking love it, but oh, it's rubbish. But this has got like huge wobbly base on it. Yeah, it's like a fucking iceberg. Yeah, hit. Bah, 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 bah. You know why? Don't yeah. It's a fucking Giorgio Moroder. Isn't it? Oh, is it Moroder? Yeah, man. Uh, Giorgio and Tom Whitlock. Not only is it Moroder, he said that it's, of all the hits he has had in his career, he is most proud of this song. Oh. But I don't think Berlin had a lot to do with it. I think he wrote it, yeah. produced it, and then got the singer. Yeah. Because apparently yeah. Berlin were a sort of new wave band, and then they didn't like this song because it wasn't representative of what they normally did. You know, yeah. extreme more than words syndrome. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't like this song really. But once again, you might just be I've overheard it, and it's a bit, it's just quite slow and boring to get through. Well, I liked it. No, uh, I'm not into it, mate. Because it's like I never realised it was like fucking so monolithic, like it's so like big and overblown. I like that. I don't mind it, but I, it always mm. makes you think uh, in the Red Dwarf episode, Dimension Jump, there's like a sort of pastiche theme used for Ace Rimmer in that that's yeah. like uh, as yeah. close as it can yeah. be to this. Yeah, I know. And that mean. always makes you laugh because I think of like uh, his computer telling him that, he, that she loves him and all of that. That's a great episode of Red Dwarf. I'm the best. When I used to work at, at cinema as well, they had the Top Gun soundtrack as one of the CDs that they'd play. So I heard this song quite a lot. Yeah. And that makes me dislike it more. Yeah. Oh, they did Metro, didn't they? I, I like the System of a Down cover of that. What, Berlin? Yeah, they did the song oh, okay. Metro. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. I've heard the System of a Down version. That's good. Yeah, that's a Berlin song, that. I thought after Big Fun, well, probably maybe even after Right in My Kitchen, but Big Fun, Stay Out of My Life, High Trick of the Night all kind of bled into one at this yeah, point yeah. and this actually stood out for me like not because I necessarily thought it was amazing but at least it had something going for it yeah. that, was, like, that made it but interesting it's, it's nice to have a, a hook in the bass you don't yeah. often get a bass yeah. hook yeah. I mean it's, I'm not a big fan of this song but it's certainly yeah more interesting than most of the songs we've just heard like the last four or five well it won an Academy Award for you know best song 1986 there we go yeah a nice scar and what, are you was... telling me Police Academy 4 didn't get an Oscar for best song? <laughs> what, what the fuck song would that be? Oh, yeah, um... Whatever the one we did earlier. Monkey Fuckers or something. <laughs> <laughs> Monkey Fuckers. Police yeah, Academy 4 theme. I bet yeah. Michael Winslow could do this bass line. Oh. Alone, couldn't he? Oh. Yeah. I bet well, who's that I'm guy that does a the helicopter thing. Who is it that does it in, um... I look in your eyes, I can tell you're gonna cry. No, it's not. He's got like an Italian name. Oh, Pino Palladino. Yeah. You could do a solo under it. Shut up. <laughs> this was a heavy fucking hit. Oh yeah, it's weird that it's the last song. Yeah, you hear some of these songs. I guess they like the, putting well, like the slow jams at the end. Yeah, yeah. It's like well, fair jam. play to him for putting such a big one at the end, yeah. and not just letting it peter out to nothing. Yeah, I don't think many babies were conceived to sexy thing, but I think some babies were conceived to this song. Oh, definitely. I'd imagine a couple in seeing each other across the dance floor. 
Ham on a sweaty, close hug. Maybe he's got a semi. Yeah. She can feel it up against her leg. Yeah. He takes her to the toilet. So they can still hear the bass <laughs> through the walls. And that's when it happened. They never saw each other again. But yeah. out of that union came Paolo Martini. You're saying about people being conceived to this song. Well, this now was released exactly 11 months before I was born, which means it's 10 months and <laughs> pretty much 11 months before you were born. Well, yeah, so this song could have been knocking around the charts. Yeah. We yeah, both could have been conceived to this song. Yeah. Oh. That's why you're a bass player. Yeah. It's in your jeans, yeah. <laughs> it was in my jeans. Hey. hey this, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, UK number one. One, I reckon, yeah. 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 Irma, one. Oh, number one, Andy Irma. Yes, yes. America, number one, I reckon. Uh, it's a number one on the billboard. Yes. Canada, number one. He was a number two. Oh, you fucking dirty prince. That's right, a little curveball. NZ, Number one. Number four, mate. Oh, you dirty bastards. And the Ken? Six. Eight. No. Number two, man. Oh, Ken! <laughs> I want to know what Simon Mills thought of it. Yeah, I do as well. There is a, I just think it's funny that he's just randomly quoted. You know, like someone yeah. there has got their old issue of Smash Hits for the citation. Someone. Simon yeah. Mills, I think, might Simon be Mills. that someone. <laughs> so, those were our thoughts on the first part of Now That's What I've yeah. Music. Number nine. What are your thoughts? There are many ways in which you can tell us your thoughts. Our podcast is available on Stitcher and Podbean and iTunes and anywhere else. Acast. Acast. Yes. Google. Teletext. Uh, yes, if you can find the right page, <laughs> you probably can. Yeah, uh, you can have a chat with us on Twitter at nwt underscore podcast. Yeah, yeah. You can search for now we're talking podcast on Facebook. Yeah, you can comment on there. You can just listen to some some now. That's why I call music. You know, and uh, why not? No, because yeah. that doesn't get us any hits or anything. Yeah, but... Just go and listen to the music. No, Fuck listen that. to the podcast. And importantly, tell your friends about the podcast. <laughs> okay, don't listen to now. Just listen to us. Yeah. We're putting clips now, so, you know, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to keep doing this. This was nine. We've got another... Lots. Another <laughs> nine, like, at least 91 to go. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We can't slow down. Oh, like uh, Lionel like, Richie. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, next time we'll be looking at disc two. Yeah. Have a good, uh, you know. Whenever this is released, oh, it might be at Chris around Christmas. Yeah. Have a good Christmas. I'm going to guess this is going to be released around Christmas. And remember, whatever you do, do it sexily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, ya. Right, see ya. Bye.